Good evening to you. It is Tuesday, December 20th at 5.30 p.m. It's your pal Boiler Dowd. Hope you're doing well. I had a couple thoughts, reactions, um, uh, just things to talk about <clears throat> as Purdue heads towards the New Orleans game tomorrow. Uh, they play New Orleans, who isn't a great team. They've, they haven't had a great season so far. Uh, but their coach is excited about his team getting to play Purdue. Talk a little bit about that in a second. Um, but before I get into anything too deeply, let me talk, uh, let me thank, let me thank our sponsors. First off, head over to Martin Vintage. Go to martinvintage.com, buy a t-shirt, buy a sweatshirt. Uh, I think they said they probably can't get it to you on time for Christmas unless, I don't even know if they offer a next day shipping off, uh, option. But you can still get yourself something for, uh, for 2023. Get yourself ready for New Year's and Purdue gear in style. Enter Boiled Checkout, get 15% off. And, of course, when, you, when you're on campus, go over to AJ's on Vine. Before you go there, go over to eataj's.com, order ahead, get everything ready, and then you walk in, they just hand you the food, you just stuff your gullet and watch television. Enjoy your time. Have a great time at AJ's, eataj's.com. Uh, well, so Purdue gets to play New Orleans tomorrow night. Like I said, they're not a great team, but I tweeted something out. And I want If you don't follow Boiled Sports on Twitter... I suggest it for multiple reasons. I spend too much time on there, as many of you know. Uh, most of it is related to Purdue directly or college sports, stuff like that. But one thing I like to do is kind of just aggregate and gather gather information and react to it. And New Orleans coach is excited about the opportunity to play a number one Purdue team. Um, it's neat to see the words that he said tied to your alma mater. And what he said was playing the best team in the country. Not one of the best teams in the country, but the best team in the country. And uh, he said playing the best team in the country is something you always dream about. And uh, these guys are looking forward to the opportunity. And just he was gushing about it. And it's funny, the reaction from Purdue fans is exactly what you think it might be from Purdue fans. Uh, our pal, uh, my pal, Derek Schultz, uh, he, he says Purdue fans have a repu reputation of not being negative, but being, um, I don't know, I, I guess you could say it's negative, but some, some, of, our, some of my Purdue fan brethren and sisters talked about the, the nervousness that comes with the fact that this big target is on your Boilermakers back. So let me, let me reassure you of a couple things. First one, Purdue's not going to go undefeated this season. That's, that's a big one. We ought to all have that in our mind uh, for the season. We ought to have some since some semblance of realism. The other thing is when they get beaten, it'll be a big deal to the team that beats them. It just will. We saw it last year. Purdue fans, we should be pretty used to this, okay? But let's look at the positives real quick. Purdue is number one again. It's the second season in a row where they've been voted number one. Last year, I said it was a big deal to get over that hump, and I, and I think it was. Funny thing, this year when they got to number one, I was like, yep, they deserve it. And I feel that way, and I'm not bothered by the moment. I don't think Purdue fans should be worried about it. So the big thing I was just going to say here, embrace the moment, enjoy the moment for what it is, but keep perspective for what it is. Meaning, as Matt Painter said to the press, and I heard Fletch Lawyer talk about it, and I heard Zach Eady talk about it. <clears throat> Eady specifically said he had a talk with a couple of the players because he remembers, of course, last year. There's a lot of freshmen on this team. They may not remember it. I'm sure Mason Gillis was another guy that tried to give a little sober juice to, the, um, to the, his, his teammates. But they said, you know, a lot of pressure came with it, and it was short-lived. And I think Zach said, you know, we'd like to be number one a little bit longer than one week. Well, they got that goal, and also they doubled UConn's vote total. 
Uh, they had 40, I think. UConn had 20, something like that, right around that range. Pretty cool. Uh, some interesting discussion on Twitter about, from, mostly from UConn fans, uh, acting as if they've never left, and it's the same era of UConn basketball as it was 15 years ago, 10 years ago, whatever, when Calhoun was there. It's not. Um, uh, UConn's a good team, though. If I were your Purdue fan, I, if I were a Purdue fan that's not me, and I was in one of these discussions, I'd say, yeah, you know, UConn's good. Their offense looks awesome. They've got, you know, they score points in bunches. Their defense really, really good. They got a different type of brand of basketball. I think their center is six foot nine. He's also very good. He's an All-American candidate. A lot of good stuff happening there. But I would tell you what, Zach Eady is playing at his own level. He's the best player in the nation. He is drawing in double and triple teams every time he plays. And the kickouts have been pretty awesome. Purdue is getting open looks. If you listen to what Matt Painter said, he's not upset with the way Purdue played the last two games, not knocking down their shots, um, because he knows they're going to start knocking down their shots. But in case you wonder, in case you're thinking a little bit about it, uh, 18% from three, which is what Purdue has been shooting the last couple games, uh, is not good. It's not going to sustain you. It's not going to keep you up near the top of the charts, near the top of the polls. Purdue needs to start making those shots in a hurry. The good news, it's funny, I heard somebody talking about this two, three weeks ago, and they said Purdue's style of play is so conducive to continuing to win because they go for loose balls. They play aggressive defense. They help each other out. They all have this killer mentality. And when shots don't fall, Purdue will be there to do the hard stuff, to get gritty and grind games out. And sure enough, they've done that the last two games. They haven't played well at all, really. Um, But... Like we just said, they are really, really playing a good brand of basketball on the fact that loose balls don't stay around very long. Uh, one thing I was bothered by in Nebraska, they had that really long pos- possession at the end of the game where they kept getting rebounds. It could have been a multi- multitude of things, but it doesn't seem like that is the norm. Um, and I think Purdue is going to continue to uh, kind of feed off each other and feed off the effort. So, but understand it is december 20th purdue is number one in the nation that's a lot of that's fun that's great but it's december 20th as an old guy i'm sure some of you many of you guys are younger than me and we get a lot of people that are in my age group a little bit older you can just say uh be number one in december and what two three bucks will get you a cup of coffee it's not worth anything right but it's fun so enjoy the fact that Purdue is a national story. Story. If you're like me and your YouTube feed is filled with um, uh, guys talking about college basketball and football, I mean, I scroll through my feed and it's people telling, is, is there any better than Purdue? Is Purdue the best team in the nation? Is Purdue the best team in the Big Ten? Obviously, it sees that I like this stuff. It's feeding me, but still pretty great to have it. Okay, so that's the first thing I want to talk about. The second thing, there are three things I want to talk about. The second thing I want to talk about is um, letting go. Or moving on. And it's time for Purdue fans, many of them, to move on. I think many of you have done it. So I'm not talking to everybody out there. But there is a pretty loud contingent on Twitter and on message boards and places like that. That can't seem to let things go. Um, And I think think the picture for this... this quick cast was a picture of the Brahms. It was Oscar and Greg and I think uh, a couple of the women from the family. I don't know who they all are, okay? I picked that picture because the Brahm family is where they need to be. I am so at peace with this idea now. I saw the picture of the press conference. If you haven't done it, just look up, do a Google search for Jeff Brahm family. Um, you will see a picture or two or three of 
the madhouse that was Louisville when Brom was announced as head coach. I mean, the room was absolutely packed. This was a coming home party, a family reunion, whatever you want to call it, plus a press conference for a for a football coach. You can see Oscar beaming ear to ear about this. I've met Oscar. I know Oscar pretty well. I know Greg pretty well because I've met him a couple times. Um, and I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you that these guys are humans. So there are a lot of accusations going around out there. I don't like that. Um, if you don't know these people, just shut your mouth. You don't need to say stuff on social media. It's not going to make you feel any. If it, it, it's really isn't going to make you feel any better in the long run, spouting off. Um, and so there are accusations about almost everybody in the Brom family and about Mark Hagan and about um, just a lot of the guys on about Brian Brom and whatever. Uh, a lot of guys on the Purdue coaching staff. I'd, I'd like to see this stuff go away, to tell you the truth. I don't see it as doing any good. If, unless you have some hard evidence, like you were in a conversation with somebody with that was telling you this is what's happening, even then, I don't want to hear secondhand accounts. I don't think it's doing us any good. Purdue's got their guy. Mike Babinski believes they've got their guy. Look at his body language. Look at the, the story that leaked that Purdue offered one coach the head job. One. They didn't offer Helton the job, as that everybody rumored. They didn't offer it to the other guys that were interviewed, which it's a good interview group. They offered it to one guy. They got the guy they want, and I'm fully supportive of him. I'm all in. You saw my, I don't want to say apprehension, but my uh, lack, or, or you could say tepid, tepid response um, to Ryan Walters being announced as head coach, but I'm, I've moved on past that because I know more now. Similarly, Purdue fans need to move on with the grudge that's being held. If you want to wake that grudge up, if Purdue gets to play Louisville in football in a year or two in a bowl game or something, or some weird scheduling thing, great. Let's wake it up then, and let's, um, you know I, you know where I stand. You know where my loyalty is on this, and I'm going to be absolutely rooting for the Brom family in Louisville to get crushed, okay? But I just, I, I just think there's no reason. I don't think this does us any good as, uh, as a fan base. So let's move on. Got our guy. Um also, I think you should be ready. Louisville is Louisville. That's the, the facts are there. It's been proven in court, literally, that Louisville cheats. They have cheated. Their athletic department has no problems with it. They've done it. They fired a guy, but that problem didn't go away. And the word infrastructure is being used over and over when you talk about NIL advantages. Jeff Brom, he addressed this directly, says, it is different here at Louisville than it was at Purdue. And I don't doubt it at all. I don't doubt it a little bit. <clears throat> it is different in Louisville. They have played ball, meaning however you want to say it. They have bent the rules, stretched the rules, cheated in the past. They have the structure there. They have the fan base. That many people are willing to do that because they look at it like pro sports. They don't look at it like college sports. It's a different mentality. Now, will Jeff Brom be around a different type of recruit because they are willing to do that? Sure. Will he be able to build things quickly? Yeah, he will. Will he get the guys that Purdue fans would like him? Some of them, sure. Yeah. Guys like Rondell Moore, if Jeff Brom was there, wouldn't have come to Purdue ever, right? Um, but Purdue's going Purdue's to get their brand of guy, and Walter's going to figure it out. Remember, Jeff Brom's got a, lead, a head start on this. He had six years at Purdue and, what, three at Western Kentucky? Um, so nine years of coaching. So he knows his identity, knows the guys he wants to attract. He's got a system down. He's going to, he's going to hit the ground running a lot quicker than Walters is. Walters is going to figure out the type of players he wants in his program relatively quickly. 
He's building a great coaching staff. I see no reason to be bothered or worried about that, which was one of my big concerns. These are all the check marks that he's going through. Um, plus, pretty exciting to have Drew Brees there temporarily. Seeing Drew, Ble- Drew Brees interview as a Purdue coach is kind of surreal for me. It's bizarre, and I love it uh, in the best sort of way. Um, but Walters is going to figure it out. But Walters will not have the same... Purdue will not address NIL the same way Louisville. It will, it will never happen. It will never happen. Take that for any way you want to take it, and it's probably true. It's probably right the way you're thinking. So that's about it. The third thing I wanted to talk about before I get on comments, thanks to everybody who's tuning in live. Thanks to everybody who is uh, listening to it uh, streaming. I got made fun of for calling it taped correctly. Um, but uh, thanks to everybody who's tuning in live and, and listening to it streaming. Uh, the third thing I want to talk about is LBD and I have been working on something. We think we have the solution, and I'm sure the NCAA and many will gather around to hear our solution of what, how they can fix the postseason in college football. I'll give you a little hint uh, of what, what caused my thought process to change is I think that um, Aiden O'Connell is a bit of a canary in the mind. When you have a guy like that withdrawing from or opting out, however you want to say it, from a bowl game, it's very clear that the bowl system is broken. And like a couple of my friends have said, when something's that broken, something needs to be done. And um, something is definitely need to be done in, the, uh, in college football right now. If my le- levels are a little bit off, I apologize. Um, I don't know if I've told you, I bounce back and forth between computers on this setup. And um, I apologize if they are, if I'm too loud. I know I was too quiet last quick cast. Somebody said that to me. But it should be better. Um, I'm going to see if there's any comments, questions here. Uh, yeah. Ted Berge says, let's take the number and ranking in the new year. Yeah, I think it's going to happen, Ted. Looks like the odds are good. Um, and Purdue is uh, Purdue's one of the best teams in the nation. They're not playing great offensive basketball right now. Uh, that game versus Davidson was not one that should leave you walking away feeling like, yeah, all right. And if... I can understand UConn could get more votes just if Purdue keeps playing this way. If they play that way again to, against New Orleans, people will start noticing. Shooting that poorly game after game after game, as they did uh, in Nebraska and, um, and versus Davidson in Indianapolis, it's not good, but it's also not the end of the world. Uh, they just need to figure a couple things out. Joe says, New Orleans and Florida A&M are two of the 20 worst teams in Ken, Ken Palm. If Purdue loses, there's a major problem. These are get-right games. No doubt, Joe, and I'm aware that New Orleans is not a great team. Um, and But this is funny. Like, this is those Purdue fans that were on Twitter were like, oh, no, here it comes. I think Joe's correct, though, in the way you look at it. But I hope Purdue goes into the game with the idea that they need to be super level-headed and just say, hey, Take every game as if it is absolutely against the best team because they're going to take ev- they're going to give everything to you. They're going to take their best shot. Um, that little tiny number next to your name matters to your opponent. It really matters to your opponent. And the best coaches will bring everything out of that team psychologically, saying, "Okay, this is an opportunity to to be a big deal, to make something, knock somebody off." Um, and I'm, I've been kind of going through my head when Purdue loses this season when. The next game they lose, you know, the first game this season that they lose. I almost would rather have it happen at Mackey, even though I love the fact that Mackey's such a tough place to play, just to kind of get it out of the way and not see a team rush the court because I cannot stand that um, when 
Another team's wrestling the court, uh, and it was at the hands of, or at the uh, at the expense of my Boilermakers. Uh, let's see. Patrick Pence says, let's try to avoid the bad loss uh, for the tournament resume. Yeah, the tournament resume is pretty good, Patrick. So it shouldn't be that big of a concern for us uh, as Purdue fans. But, yeah, you want to avoid those anyway. Uh, Jason Davenport says, I was actually more nervous last year about a disappointing loss than this year. And there was good reason, Jason, right? We kind of all knew there was something that told us that that team was not, although they were exciting, they were fun to watch, and they kind of, they started high ranked, right? And then they kind of just methodically stepped up the, I think they were seventh or eighth when the season started. And getting to number one was not that long of a voyage. You just had to kind of handle your business. And Purdue's offense was so dynamic. If you remember back in November, early December, they were extremely dynamic. Uh, but their defense was horrible. This team is a bit more complete, but the funny thing is now for the last two games, the offensive prowess, the shooting prowess specifically, it's not right to say offensive prowess, but the shooting prowess of this team is left. But Zach Eady is still just a man among boys. He is playing a tremendous level of basketball. I don't know if you know this, he played hockey and baseball and now he plays basketball. Just thought I'd let you know. Um, Motor City Boiler says uh, they're due for some 50 or 60% three-point games uh, to even out the 18% one. Right. Yes, Motor City Boiler is correct. They always say water finds its level. I love that phrase. I think it's true. Things find their average. There's a reason there's a mean there. There's a reason there's statistical truth happening. Yeah, Purdue uh, didn't shoot this poorly versus Duke or Gonzaga uh, or Marquette or West Virginia when you played really stout defensive teams. Even Florida State, they didn't shoot this poorly. They didn't shoot great versus Florida State, but they didn't shoot this poorly versus Florida State who plays a really um, uh, helter-skelter style of uh, defense. It's tough, to, it's tough to adapt to that, but they played uh, teams that aren't as good, and now they're struggling from shooting. I think they're going to put together a game where they could just absolutely set the place on fire. Uh, Zachary Young says, uh, no lie, let it go, leave the past in the past. Thank you, Zachary. And I don't know how to handle this on social media. Social media, you guys know this, generally sucks, but there's there's good things there. I love gathering information there because it's quick uh, when something happens. Uh, I mean, for instance, uh, I learned about uh, a guy on Twitter. I would have never heard about him named Dude Person. Dude Person is a uh, football high school recruit. I believe he's a football recruit. His name is Dude Person. His name is Dude Person. There's another guy named um, Rowdy Beers. We don't get that without social media. So let's look at the positives. But also the negatives are there. They're in your face all the time. And one of those things is it's got to be a black and white world. There is no nuance. Everything's got to be one way or the other. And there are just a lot of people that are just, gosh, just let it go. Just let it go. Um, uh, let's see. Zachary Young, one, one more thing, says... Uh, when will the academic hammer fall? Uh, it's a very good question. And I thought we would have heard by now, but uh, yeah, they don't, some professors may not even have their grades in yet. I guess they probably have, maybe they have till the new year, maybe they have till Christmas. I don't know. But uh, I think they, I think it'll be this week at the end of this week. My guess is that's the deadline for the professors and TAs to get their, their grades back to kids. So I guess the academics hammer is going to fall soon. I think we'll hear about it. Um, ancient astronaut says, dude person, what the hell? Yeah. Look it up. It's great. His name is dude person. 
my son finds stuff to me and he gives it to me out of context all the time. He'll just like show me his phone. Number one, without these, I can't see anything up close. Like it's the joys of having 47 year old eyes. But number, so I'm trying to figure out what I'm looking at first if I don't have my glasses. So then uh, I, I look at it and I, and I gather dude person. I said, okay, his, his Twitter name, his Twitter handle is dude person, which is awesome in itself. And then you look, his name is dude person. So I don't know if his God-given name or his parental given name is Dude. It's a little bit cruel, but a little bit awesome if his name is Dude. But his last name is Person. And his name, he goes by Dude Person. It is real. It is great. They're real and they're fantastic. Um, Ryan Beach says, grades are due today. There you go. Student here. Thank you, Ryan, for tuning in. Appreciate you. And forgive me that info hot off the press. So there you go. Grades are due today. That means we're going to hear... My guess by the end of the day tomorrow, if not first of Wednesday, we'll hear about the academic attrition for our football Boilermakers. Interesting note, nothing to do with academics as far as I know. Uh, Branson Dean uh, has entered the transfer portal, and this is a guy I really wanted to talk about him specifically. Um, Greg Hudgens is also uh, in the portal. Hudgens is a guy that I always thought would be great because I thought he would be He's kind of a tweener. He's not quite quick enough to be a, a Big Ten defensive end who can um, make a pocket collapse or get to a quarterback. He's got great size, though. And I thought he would really plug and play well in Brahms' system uh, on defense, or I guess at that point would have been uh, Holt's system or whoever. I don't know who the defensive coordinator was. But it never happened. So Hudgens made a lot of sense to me. He'll find a place to go play. He is a physical specimen he's a big guy long arms he's what you want like to knock the ball down the line of scrimmage but he never clicked at Purdue he didn't do a lot but Branson Dean is a different case and that one bothers me so much because I like Branson Dean um like I've talked to Branson Dean a couple times you know like when you it's a different sort of connection when you've actually talked to somebody and this guy seemed like he loved Purdue um so on one side I'm like okay he seems like he loves Purdue and generally Purdue fans love him and he's played a ton, a ton of football at Purdue. He's a fifth-year guy. He's got another year of eligibility left, like everybody, because of the COVID year. Which we can get it. That's just absurd that it just keeps happening. You know, guys, just the eligibility seems to continue on and on. It's been to Purdue's advantage, obviously, with O'Connell. But Dean is a guy who has one more year of eligibility. So on one hand, you could say, okay, hey, he's really used up his normal college eligibility. He's played a lot of football. It's okay if he wants to move on. And I get that perspective. Man, that's a lot of time on campus. He probably has his degree. I believe he does have his degree. Maybe he has a grad degree on top of that. That's awesome. But I'm just shocked that he wouldn't want to stay and play in Walter's defense because I think he could be a key cog and it'd be great to have a guy like that staying. Purdue has a lot of good defensive tackles. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But him entering the portal bothered me. Supposedly, he's entering the portal, but he's staying on the roster to play for the bull game, to play in the Citrus Bowl. He's the opposite of a lot of guys. Not, he's not opting out. He wants to play in the game. That's great. I, I would love him to be in black and gold as long as he wants to be there. And if anybody knows Branson Dean, tell him uh, a short guy in Indianapolis area really likes him. I mean, it doesn't matter. But that's my point is I like the guy, and I'm upset that he's leaving. Um, Handel Jones, my pal, says, uh, it's not his real name. Nice Seinfeld reference, by the way. Okay, Handel, so it sounds like you were friends with the person family, the person people. You're clearly a person people person. What's his first name? Uh, his name is Person, and it says dude person, and that is just as good as, that's real to me. I'm sorry, Handel. 
Um, so thank you, sir, uh, Dr. Jones. Um, Chris Kindler says, uh, will the students be back for the Rutgers game? I'm concerned about a repeat of last year when we lost to Wisconsin in front of an anemic crowd. Our friend Ryan Beach can probably answer this better than me because he probably has his digital student tickets on his phone. But I guess I would bet not. I think that game is January 2nd. Is that right? I believe it's January 2nd. It's the same day as the bowl game, so you guys know this right away. You're smarter than me. Um, but I don't think that is included on the student ticket. So there will be students probably trickling back in, um, but it's not, it's not a student game. So you get Mackie Light, right? Here's where the guys like me who are allowed, this is where you can bring the thunder and actually make a difference. We're not going to be the paint crew. There's no way. But Mackey is a great place just to make some noise and get some frustration out and maybe, uh, you know, enjoy, enjoy a, being around, you know, 15,000, 16,000 of your, your best friends. So uh, I do not think that game is included on the student ticket. I'm sure I'm going to get an answer from somebody here, but I do not think that is a, a, a real paint crew game. Um, let's see. Uh, Mohill93 says uh, he said he's still going to play in the bowl game. That's right. Yep. Agreed. Um, and Grant... Lenev, Lenev says, can't wait uh, to play seventh-year senior Daniel Tanner Morgan. Uh, I love comments like that because it's absolutely absurd that uh, Tanner Morgan is still there. I'm sure other fans think the same thing about O'Connell this season. Um, but, yeah, this is a weird era of college football we're in. Eligibility just seems to keep on going. Uh, oh, my gosh. Handel Jones gives me dude person's real name, and he says it's Rontavious Dude Person. Okay, that is a great name regardless. Rontavious Person's a great name. Uh, dude Person is a great name. Everybody is winning. The more I learn, I, I got to become friends with Dude Person. That's all there is to it. That's my dude person. Chris Kinder says, hope the crowd gets loud and Mackie. And it's going to be loud, but it won't be as loud as the paint crew. We all know it. Thanks for, t thanks for tuning in, guys. Appreciate you. Like I said, uh, tune in to the... The feed. Let's see. I don't know how this works. I don't know when I'm going to. So I'm going to try to do something a little different. I'm going to try to tape and edit like I used to in the good old days. Some of you guys used to watch quick cast when I did that. Nobody cared when I did edits like that. Um, and they took a lot of time, but I have a little bit of time, a little bit of extra time. And I think I've got a good concept. And you can get leave your concepts and we can start marinating on this thing. Uh, how to fix the postseason in college football. Uh, I'm excited about it. LBD put his big brain to it. A smart kid, a lot smarter than me. And uh, uh, you can you can you can share in the in the conversation. It'll be fun. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day. God bless you. Hammer down. Talk to you soon.